Welcome to Film Study, an All-American podcast with Lexi. I'm Lexi, and um, I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, thank you for all of the support as I've uh, taken some, some personal time away for, for some personal reasons. But yeah, I just appreciate all of the support that I've gotten like, on Twitter and in the comments and, and, and everything. Uh, so yeah, but here is uh, the second part of our podcast on breaking down Simone's character, and I hope that you enjoy it. As we yeah. shift into, as we shift into Homecoming season one, um, we immediately see sort of the differences for her as an individual, right? Like, um, yeah. and I want to sort of take this by topic uh, because I think that's easier to do than sort of chronologically um, for for talking about homecoming but Mm -hmm. i think one of the first challenges we see her have which is a very realistic challenge is adjusting to adjusting to college adjusting to being on her own right she 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 went by herself she moved in by herself because you know her parents obviously are not the most supportive yeah right and just horrible. I have horrendous. issues. I have issues with Tina and Robert. Same, same here, same here. Like um, how? That's, yeah, that was that was horrible. Just... Yeah. And Robert, like, I was just like, at least Tina is consistent. Like Robert, I don't know. Like you be trying to be know. like you, the good guy, and you're still <laughs> just like going along, right? Going along with whatever, literally, with because whatever right, Tina because... says with whatever Tina says and we see this immediately because right she shows up to classes she's struggling with showing up to classes like juggling assignments but then we very quickly see that her dorm her mom pulls the funding and her dorm room is taken away she has to move in with Amara for a little bit has to get a job right and so it's just like they were just like oh why was it just the dorm and it was just like oh well my dad my dad convinced my mom to like not Put me out of college. I was like, "What is (laughs) okay?" So your dad can also convince your mom to not take away your dorm, so you have a place to live, like or or pay for it himself or something. Like, why couldn't he pay for it? For that, we're not going to get into that. Though her dad is spineless, and I say that standing (laughs) complete, completely. Like I, I stand firm on that. That her dad is spineless. Um, yeah, because at yeah, this point, it's like you doing too much. You do whatever um, Tina says or something. Exactly, exactly. And then like just try to make it better here and there. But it's just like you can't. You got to be either hot or cold. You can't be it, warm in the middle. Yeah, the you have to be hundred percent. Oh, don't come at all. Just don't come exactly. at all. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so again, dealing with the fact that she doesn't have a room. Um, and has to move in with her aunt and everything like that. Thank God for her aunt. Um, she's she's trying to balance things, and that's what we see her very early on in the season trying to do is trying to balance things. And so this idea of her being unable to balance it for the first time and being away from you know her family and being away from her what was her life and what was her normal and obviously Jordan and everything, mm-hmm. it gets to her and she experiences a panic attack. Um, was it? And yeah, 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 yeah. And it also has to do with her getting into tennis, and we'll get into the the tennis, tennis stuff. But yeah. she experiences mm-hmm. a panic attack, 
um, just with everything that she has going on. And I think that's the first time that we as an audience have seen her um, off balance and like off balance without, yeah, yeah, without like immediately. Because I think that whenever she's been off balance before, even if she didn't have a plan, she always did something like she always took action and so i think that with the first couple episodes of of season one of homecoming we saw her really not being able to take action like she would i think um which i think led to the panic attack so what did you think about that what did you think about like her dealing with all of that like classes assignments etc etc okay uh I'm going to start with something. I think there was something she said in the first episode to Auntie Amara. She was like, "What? Like, did I make a mistake coming to college so far away? So I feel like deep down, she already had this, you know how it is, like the whole baby thing too. It's easy to mm-hmm. say, I'm going to go to Brinkston. And then what follows up with it? Like the reality of it catches up with her. The fact that she's in this college that is so far away from her family, from her friends, and then she's leaving that reality. Because unlike All-American, where whatever issues she was dealing with was resolved within such a short time frame, and so much of the storyline was not exactly focused on her. So there wasn't enough room for us to see the different personalities. She's not just going to be the firm person, she's also that person that sometimes doesn't know what to do or is a little overwhelmed with situations, which is what we saw at first when she came to Brinkston. But then, I mean, she found her feet eventually, but it was natural that without all that family support, without all of that, you know, moving so far away from home in an environment that she was not, like, I mean, she had Kate, Nate and Keisha at first, but then she still had to deal with things on her own. And I feel like that struggle was valid. It was natural. Again, like I said, without a family support, because if she had that family support, I feel like the journey would be a little different. So that was um that was that was expected. The fact that it felt it was overwhelming. I think the world will be overwhelming. The world is overwhelming. She was overwhelmed with a new environment without the support i mean if i heard that my dumb phone was taken away i don't even know what i'll do so what if her aunt wasn't there so what would have happened but then again i agree and that's why i'm just like that's why i remained remained seated on the her dad is trash like (laughs) pure trash because okay you saved her college experience but what if she was okay so where was she supposed to leave yeah exactly so um but but to that point, she had a lot that she was dealing with. And something that I said that we were going to come back to is is tennis. So tennis. one of the reasons that she had the panic attack is because she uh, had a late physical um, uh, and, or an expired physical, rather, which is mm-hmm. to be cleared to play and to practice with the team and everything like and that. She, couldn't so she needed to have a one. Yeah right right she she and she couldn't and she couldn't make an appointment at the school clinic like it was just very very full so she needed to pass the physical she was juggling everything that we mentioned with assignments and showing up to classes etc and trying to get a job um 
And so that that was hard. That was hard for her. That was just like, you know, her trying to make it back onto the tennis field because as we said before, she took off so much time when she got pregnant. Um, and as we just know in general, like it's hard to come back as an athlete uh, after a pregnancy, yeah. specifically in tennis, because it's such a physically demanding sport and it's all about endurance Mm -hmm. and everything like that um so she uh so in the first part of the season we see her trying to make the top 10 uh of the team uh and she does that and she has like these you know matches here and there she has like a Mm -hmm. like a alumni match a doubles game with thea uh, she uh, has different matches throughout where so sometimes she wins them, sometimes she doesn't. Uh, very early on when they were doing Queen of the Court, right? She came in second, which is crazy, right? She almost came close to beating yeah. Thea. Um, but like throughout throughout it, she still sort of has these struggles. Like she's she's excelling, but she's not always like winning her matches. Um, and one of the, the 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 times that we see her struggle the most is when you know, she has this 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 uh, opponent and it's one of the big tournaments, right? And she has a panic attack in the middle of the court um, because the opponent psychs her out. Uh, and so that's when we see her and Thea get a little bit closer and Thea talking about how yeah. she needs to find her zone. Um, and she eventually does, but again, that doesn't come without its challenges because she <laughs> she has a panic attack and loses the match. But she comes back and she, she gets it right. Um, and is really just trying to climb her ranks on the on the team. team. Uh, eventually, she's trying to make the top six is who will actually be on the established team for the for the spring. Um, and so she has to play against her friend. She ends up winning the match, but she doesn't make the top six, and so she makes an alternate the alternate team. Um, and as she makes the alternate team. Um, you know that she has a whole thing with Thea where she encourages Thea to use her tennis racket and yeah her her arm or whatever so Thea gets hurt and we we end the season on her like shoulder, yeah. <laughs> yeah we end the season on Simone making the team because Thea is injured for the first time yeah, ever. Off, yeah. right and so the, going mm-hmm. going a little bit deeper into into the Thea of it all as we talk about tennis is that they they had their struggles this season. I they were, yeah. You know, there there were a couple lines where where she was like, you know, I want to be friends with Thea. I don't want to be frenemies. Like that was a act an mm-hmm. actual line in the show. Yeah, um, yeah. But I we think see three or something. Yeah, yeah. But we see the struggles of them two being friends because they are rivals. Rivals. Uh, but Thea yeah. is also like. Thea is also very dedicated to like again excellence like she was in the backdoor pilot she's very dedicated to helping Brinkston athletes be the best uh especially because her family um is so so invested in the school and, uh, and so yeah. right so we see various methods of Simone like trying to be friends with Thea right like she throws a birthday party for her it doesn't go well right <laughs> she tries to help her out with this date uh then that goes you know then she's just like i didn't uh i didn't want to get advice from the jocks and walinda like it's this whole thing and like then you know then it's that she she's dating this guy who ends up being a horrible guy and you know makes Mm -hmm. almost almost sexual assault right like it's very close to it uh and we see Thea be angry at Simone because she promised that she would be there, but she ended up going on a date with Jordan instead. And so their whole, 
frenemyship is is strained throughout the season and we see different times we see different times where they're like close to being friends right like the zone equals love and thea being there for simone uh and simone being there for thea vice versa but um and especially when uh when simone lets thea know that she had a child because i think she's the first person that she told openly so they have these close moments but then it gets back to the end of the season where it's like you know because of the drama on the tennis field and because of the drama with damon because eventually he and damon start dating um Mm -hmm. it gets to them it gets to them so what did you think about her and tennis and then her and her and thea okay i'm going to start with tennis i've said this so many times I, I feel like the tennis storyline, it was so anticlimactic this season because they set out with so much focus on this. Like, it was one of the things that really caused her to, like, break down the whole Queen of the Court. I think it was the moment she received the Queen of the Court message from Coach Lonnie. That was the moment. It was, like, the whole breaking point for her. Like, she was already dealing with it a lot, and the fact that she hadn't gotten in a lot of practice for the queen of the courts and then she gets that message and it's like everything comes crashing down and she experiences the panic attack so first off i feel like the tennis storyline also wasn't given a lot of attention the way that it should have and it wasn't consistent as well there are so many times i was like okay what's going on mm, there's a match and then before you know it, there's another match and like Something I keep saying is that I feel like we need to have Coach Lonnie more present next season. I think that boom, I agree with that. Something because it felt yeah, like no, there was I'm, so, I'm 1000% with you. And the fact that we just never got to see her, they would say Coach Lonnie said this and said that, and it was so, it was so disjointed in a way that they really just and owing to the fact that her tennis storyline was a major storyline. It was supposed to be a major individual storyline for her. I feel like they they didn't really put as much effort like I would have loved to see. But then that aside, uh, we saw the struggle to get into the team, even the fact that her physical is sad and then her getting another one from the president and all of that. And when she finally makes it into the team, the queen of the court, she gets through the whole team and then tear her and all that. She makes the team, which was really nice. But like you said, the fact that she was also, because at first I wasn't even thinking about the fact that she was getting back into shape physically after having her baby. I personally wasn't thinking that until like, much later in the season when she was talking about it in episode five, I think. So the fact that she did that, like, I think it also tells a lot about Simone's strength and perseverance and all of that. She's so, we go back to, because it felt like we kept seeing her struggling, but then in the tennis department, I think we also saw that that firmness of her, that firmness and strength that she has as a character was still there. Because we saw her get back in shape. Even the whole Queen of the Court tenement. It was really, really good. I loved the whole shot that was going on there. And then the panic attack and the fact that Tia was advising her that she needed to, like, you know, find her zone again. And I really loved the flashback. The fact that 
you know, she got that reminder that tennis is something that she has always loved, you know, despite being away from it for so long. Like we said, we didn't even know that she was playing tennis. So we all know maybe if she was even playing tennis at Beverly Hills or something, at Beverly, rather, the high school. Like, was she playing right. there? What was her life like? I, I mean, I think she talked about something of how much her mom had spent on tennis when during the whole mentorship um, episode, I think, episode 10 or so. But aside from that, we don't know what her background with tennis was, aside the fact that she mentioned it. So seeing that flashback and getting that reminder that tennis is something that has always been in her life, I think that was really nice. But... Like I said, it was not expanded in the way that it should. It felt like things were just being pulled out of thin air to like fill in the gaps or something. But then I think that was a nice callback, you know, to the fact that even the um, child Simone was also that she was just a girl that wanted to play tennis and then she's still doing that, which was really great. And then when it comes to her and fear, <laughs> I honestly uh, yeah before you sorry before you get to that <laughs> okay, I just okay. wanted to add something yeah. on the on the tennis front um no uh-uh. I I think that I when I rewatched back okay. um season 1 on Netflix um mm-hmm. which it's still available go and watch it everybody uh yeah. I real I realized because I I was trying to figure out what the disconnect with the tennis storyline was and I don't know okay. if it's that they didn't spend enough screen time on it like I think that we actually got to see a ton of tennis practices like a ton of them on the mm-hmm. court and I think that we actually got to see a lot of tennis like matches we got to see a lot of tennis matches we the actually show. did but to your to your point I think that and I I've said this before too is that we need to see coach Lonnie I think the the element that's missing is that you know we see Marcus, Marcus more yeah. and we see how he yeah. guides the baseball team, the team more than yeah. we see how coach Lonnie guides the tennis team and I think that's the element of this like mentor which we also know that like Amara serves as like sort of a mentor for Simone but we need a like but athletic tennis, tennis tennis mentor yeah. mm-hmm. tennis mentor for Simone um to act in sort of the role that Billy Billy accent on the show on on, for, on all American, yeah, um, and and I think that would help to sort of solidify and and cement cement it yeah. as the I guess the sport of the show. Obviously, we know baseball is also for a thing, her. but again, just yeah. just sort of to 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 really get into those moments where it's like beyond practice and beyond the matches, like get really getting into the dream of it all. It feels like all we ever do is just see them play. But where's, you know, we need to see. Where's their fight okay, to play? Exactly. Yeah, where's their, where's their You need to do this, you need from. to do that. Even when she was being called to, to the office to, to be told that she, she didn't make toxins, we didn't even see anything. She just goes in and right. then comes out sad and all that. So that disconnect, as much as it felt like it was not much, it was a lot actually. It, it really got me disconnected from the story and I hated that as much because of how much I really I'm so into this the storyline and I really want to see where it goes but uh, at some point I couldn't just make out what was going on honestly yeah I think Mm -hmm. I think for me it's like when they introduce 
a tennis coach of sorts, whether it, it can be coach Lonnie or it could be assistant, whoever, Anyone, but uh, yeah. introducing someone who's, who's Who acting as the guide, yeah. the guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guide for tennis. Uh, just like we get Marcus for baseball and just like we get yeah, we Billy, Billy and Montez and Mr. Montez and, you know, all of the coaches at GAU, <laughs> yeah. like that, just like we yeah. get those coaches as guides. Yeah. Uh, we need that. We need that for tennis. We need as that well. presence. Yeah. We need it. Or even if she has a private coach, like if they introduce a private coach for her, exactly. you know, I don't know. Whoever, so we just need that. Yeah. Yeah. We just need that. But yes, go, go ahead on, on Thea. Okay. Um, with Thea, um, I feel like the whole transitioning from friendship back to rivals to friends to this to that, uh, it was exhausting. I won't lie to you. Personally, it was exhausting. But then I feel when when Pia said something about how she, all her life, she's played against girls. So it wasn't as if she intentionally wanted to. I, I, kind, of, I kind of perceived it in such a way that she was not intentionally trying to be rivals with anyone. It was just the way that she had grown up being in that spot and just, it felt like she just needed to be in a competition, even if she, even when she didn't need to be in one. So I think that's a factor from Pierre's point of view. But then like Simone said, she didn't want them to just be rivals. She was going to be her her tennis captain so she needed that cordiality in their relationship and I feel like they were walking towards that that was they had something going on um after she told her about baby Shay in episode five you could see um I think they said oh you're like strong and you're like that you know I feel like they, they were getting somewhere with their friendship and that was cool even episode seven, the whole comfort um, zone and call it a love thing. It was really sweet. I was rooting for them. I was like, okay, are they finally going through the whole friendship thing? <sighs> and then they bring the whole demon thing into it. Like, yeah, I know. Someone said, okay, why couldn't Thea get new rackets? Because was it just that once that she used the rackets that she broke her shoulder or something? Yeah, so it's basically like rackets. What I got from that is rackets take a lot of time to break in for tennis athletes, and they are like, it's it's basically um, tailored for each athlete, and it's like it's like a runner breaking in shoes or something. So Mm. uh, Simone's racket, I think, was heavier than Thea's racket, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, the fact that she. The spot, the only spot that Simone could get into into the toxins was literally the one that Thea had to drop out of just because. So it kind of intensifies the rivalry, and then there's a whole demon of it all. But I was <laughs> the moment they had that moment in in the finale, I was like, oh my god! So they're setting this up again next season. Like I thought we were going to be done with the whole rivalry between them for the season. Well, apparently we have to deal with that again in season two, which I feel is a little bit unnecessary because of how much it feels like they've grown with their relationship. So it kind of un, it kind of like undid everything that they worked for in a way. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because I was really cool with them becoming friends. Or 
what I felt, what I felt was that maybe they could have just remained rivals or just tennis rivalry without the whole demon of it all. Because I feel like demon actually plays a part in the whole thing because she had to bring up the whole. For sure. I may have exactly. She brought up the whole. Oh, I may have gotten the guy thing line that she brought in. I so I feel that, like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I had to I had to find one way to work that into this podcast. It's my favorite yeah, yeah. <laughs> favorite line from Camille. Yeah. So I would I would I would have just preferred that they were just tennis rivalry if there was going to be any rivalry at all. But apparently that's not the case. So let's see how they want to work that out in season two. Yeah, and I think with her relationship with Thea, uh, as well as her friends, which will her greater friend group and family as they call it I, which we'll get into sort of now is that we're really seeing Simone sort of on this um, on this like her not being sort of as assertive as we normally see her just like with anything um, or as we see her on All American I should say and so between this with Thea she's been very like sort of gentle with Thea right um, and we also see this like in her other friendships, like with Damon and JR and Keisha and Nate, right? Uh, but she's like building up these friendships with people, but she's also like learning how to um learning how to be a more mature friend, I think I'd say. Uh whether that's like with Keisha and her dad early on when she's just like, Oh yeah, I need this physical and Keisha's like, you know, grieving her mom's death, which she doesn't know, but you know what I mean? It's just yeah. or grieving this relationship with her dad and figuring out how to balance like being a friend and not overstepping. Um yeah. and that's uh she also has a situation with Nate uh with Willinda where she's just like if you don't yeah. say nothing I will and it's like I, I can handle her right and and, 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 to learn and to ask her to people yeah right you need to listen to people and so mm-hmm. um we see her in these friendships and obviously with JR she's trying to get him to you know ask after they the you know election. pair up on this whole <laughs> let's find out who Damon's parents are uh mm-hmm. tip you know she figures out that his parents are uh divorce he tells her that um and he's sort of like throwing his life away at a point in time in the show and the season um and she's trying to get get him back on track and 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 encourage him and so we just see her sort of dealing with all of these all of these friendships and and trying to do her best trying to do her best by people which i think is like a great summation of like her and Keisha and Nate and and JR and Damon. Um obviously we'll get to Damon. Damon we'll touch on it. We'll touch on Damon and Jordan. Uh but what did you think about her and like how we saw Simone as a friend like in season 1 and really not being a part of like Jordan's friend group for the first time but really being yeah. the center of a friend group and and trying to do her best by people. I think the friendship, the friend group thing was actually one of my favorite storylines of the season. I mean, even though it wasn't anything, it wasn't a concrete storyline in the sense of a storyline, but then we saw the relationships build gradually through the episodes. The fact where Aunt Amara had told her, you will find your people, and then she did. Like, she already knew, like, Keisha and Nate from the pilot, from the homecoming episode, but then seeing their relation, because it's one thing to 
you know, know someone, and then it's another thing to know how to live with them. And then at some point when she moved back into the dorms with May, so they were roommates at that point. So, like you said, we've we've never seen her in a friend group outside of what she shared with Damon. I mean, <laughs> I mean Jordan, Jordan and his friend group, because I would say it was his friend group that emphasis on his. So finally, she has hers that is built around her, and we see and we see it like expand the relationships. I would say that I mean some people would say oh she does too much and she she doesn't know where to set her boundaries with friendships and all of that but I feel like right. she's someone who just loves to be there for people she cares for people a lot and maybe sometimes she doesn't know where to draw the line which is something that Nate had told her about but like she takes advice I feel like after that she kind of I don't know what I would say she took a step back, but then, I mean, that's who she was. So she was always trying to look out for her friends with JR, with Damon, with Keisha even. But like, what I'm trying to say is that these are like new people in her life. Like as much as we saw them like be friends and all of that, we don't, we, we can't neglect the fact that she had just met them and she had just started living with them. So she was still trying to learn to be friends with them as much as their friendship unit was really tight and great and all of that. Like they were still new people in her life and she was learning to adjust to them and see how to work the friendships so that it's not like too little, too much like Nate suggested. So I feel like us, this is us seeing her for the first time as a friend to a group of people that were her people. And it was really fun to watch you could see eventually at the end of, I think in episode 12, when they learned that she could be going back to GAU, you could see how devastated Keisha was and even May. So the fact that she has made an impact in, in, in their lives and, their, and then in hers as well. So, I mean, it was really fun to watch. I think, like I said, it was my favorite part of the season, the girl time that they had all those times that they spend with each other, the all oh, I love yous and all oh, best friendship. It was really fun. It was really fun. Yeah. 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 They're family moments. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And um you mentioned GAU and I think that's a good point to bring up. <laughs> Romantic tension mm-hmm. for a little bit. For a little bit. Uh in the first season, because how can we not talk about it? But obviously, um, at the same time she and Jordan are sort of drifting apart uh she's building this connection with Damon which I'm gonna do a full podcast on <laughs> so we're not gonna talk about everything they did but she's building this connection with Damon an emotional entanglement as she called it uh <laughs> meanwhile you know back in mm-hmm. back in Beverly Hills uh Jordan Jordan and Layla are are building a connection right so they drift apart um they eventually they eventually break up um and she's dealing with that breakup she's dealing with that breakup and she's 
trying to figure out sort of after putting she's trying to figure out how to be a friend Damon because there is there's always been that connection between the two of them um and so they've always like they've been getting close and like you said she tries to do right by people but I think she extra specially (laughs) tries to do right by by Damon um and they they confide each other and I think that they have a special connection even though she has a special connection with everybody I think she and Damon have an extra special connection that's also that's also romantic um Mm -hmm. and like you said it presents challenges for hers in different ways whether that's with her relationship with Jordan that eventually ended or whether that's her uh friendship frenemyship with with Thea um so (laughs) what did you think about sort of her connection with Damon um yeah what did you think about her connection with Damon and 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 her the ending of her relationship with Jordan Uh, well um I would like to acknowledge that her friendship with Damon I feel like it always had this underlying thing that was going on there. Oh, for sure. Samal Hicks. Even like, yeah, <laughs> sure. even, like, even if, you know, at first you might not, I think that, I don't know if, she, I don't know at what point they started acknowledging it personally. Because even though, to the audience, like, they never, like, admitted anything until, like, much later in the season. Well, in the first few episodes, we could see that some things were there. But then I feel like her and Damon share this mutual understanding, not just because they're friends or freshmen or anything, they're athletes. Like, they get each other on some level that she didn't have with any other person in the friend group, like Keisha or Nate or Jair or any other person. It's like, like she said in, um, in episode 12, she said there was always something between them from the moment they met, you know. So I don't know how, like when she left Brinson and, and the homecoming episode, I'm sure she knew that. I don't know if she knew that she was going, okay, we already established that she knew she was going to enroll at Brinson. But then obviously she knew that Damon was also going to enroll there as well. So I don't know what that thought process was like for her if she knew that she was going to come back to Brinson and meet him after telling herself or after knowing that she had that special something with him so we saw the excitement in her voice when she was like oh Damon lives here (laughs) that yes (laughs) so I mean like she said she said that it was nice to know that someone she knew lives there so like from the jump that comfort of having him there we could see how excited she was like knowing that he was there brought her some form of comfort like knowing that this person is someone that she's cool with someone that you know she likes or maybe wanted to be close with or whatever like the fact that he was there made her feel comfortable and then he made himself super available in the sweetest way yeah both of them did both of them did. yeah so like everything he did I mean, her boyfriend was, what, miles away, 3,000 miles away. And then there was this person yeah. who also happened to be a boy was there for her in ways that a boyfriend could be there for someone, right? 
and they and connected still... uh, specifically. Sorry, I just, they connected specifically okay, okay. talking about their moms, and they both had these exactly. like changing relationships with their moms, even okay. throughout this season, right? Like Simone's getting closer to her mom after you know she tells her mom to accept baby say. Yes. So they always are talking yes. about family and what they think of the world for sure. Like I feel like their journey is so much in the same direction. Like they have so much in common. You know, even take away the romance, like they have so much in common, whether as athletes, whether with their moms, the whole adoption situation, like there was always something that was going to bring them together. Like there is something yeah. I always say, whether they choose to explore them romantically or not, like their journeys will always intertwine. Yeah, they're always going to have something between them. Like, it's always going to be there and it's not going to change. Like, no matter how many tantrums people throw about that, it's always going yeah. to be there. So, yeah. And yeah. like you said. No, that's a good point. And they, they yeah. sort of end the season. They end the season on that note. Um, mm. Obviously, she ends up, she doesn't leave Bringston because she, yeah. because to this point, we've been she, talking about family a lot for the past couple of minutes, but she mm. really has found a family and a home at Bringston yeah. and you know she ends up making it into the top six because of that injury to because of that injury yeah. to um Thea and because the school is saved yay we didn't really talk about the school but it's, it's, yeah yeah Bringston was in trouble it was safe um and so with that being said knowing that she's in the top six knowing that she has solidified this family that she solidified her friendship group knowing that she and damon are getting their friendship back on track and everything but obviously they both acknowledge that there's always been something there um (laughs) and you know even that she's having this like tension with thea where do you see where do you see simone headed into season two and what do you think's going to happen for her? Especially as Amara, her aunt, is going to now be the president of the school. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about that. Okay, me and some of my friends, we always have these speculations. Okay, but personally, like I said, I really, I'm, I'm kind of, con- not confused, but I'm not sure where we're going to go into with her storyline or what we're going to explore. Aside the tennis part, and then, of course, her aunt is now president, so I don't know how that's going to affect her, whether be it academic, academically. We didn't really see, they didn't really touch on that. So maybe, right, something like that. And then tennis, I don't know how soon Tia is going to recover back. Is she going to come and try and take back her place in the team or something? I don't know. And then Damon, of course, there's always going to be Damon in her life. We don't know to what extent and what the dynamic is going to look like or if they're going to introduce any new person in her life. But then I'm just excited to see how relationships continue, especially with Nate and Keisha. Same. Her friendships, yeah. And then Tainus, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with that. It's like we've yeah. seen everything that needs to be seen, but then I want to, I'm curious to see where that goes further. Same yeah. here, same here. And so I guess we're both saying that the, I, I have nothing to add. Like, I think you, you summed it up well in saying that the possibilities are endless for Simone Hicks. Exactly. <laughs> and we're excited to see season two. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I wish I, I, I could think 
more things that I want them to explore. But it's like I don't even know. Like I think everything will hit me apart from tennis and her friendships. Every other thing will be a surprise. Okay, and then Damon. Yeah. Of course, it's always going to be Damon. But then we don't even know how that dynamic will, will be explored. So yeah, it's so this, open. They left it so open ended. Exactly, so open ended. So apart from that, every other thing would come as a surprise, I guess. I yeah, it's a pleasant one. And surprised we will be on October tenth, two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, I, ca- I cannot wait. First episode of the season. Same here. Same here. Same here. Well, thank you so much for being on the pod and breaking down Simone Hicks with me. Thanks for listening to Film Study and All-American Podcast and stay tuned for the next episode.